Hey folks, welcome to episode 221 of the FLW Podcast in Benton, Kentucky. I'm Jody White, joined, uh, as always, from Hopkins, Minnesota, by Kyle Wood. Hello. Uh, Kyle, I went fishing last night after work, um, and I caught one fish, and really it was glorious. It's the first time I've fished after work, I think, in quite some time. Dude, yeah, it's light for so long now. I know, you're going to be catching sturgeon on the weekend? Grand Lake is coming up. It's all happening. Yeah, this is a good time of year. This is a really good time of year. Um, I'll tell you about any turkeys I see. Don't worry. Yeah, keep me posted, please. Um, Anyhow, I think we had a good show this week. We are finally kind of caught up on tournaments. Uh, Not that there is not some tournament action to talk about, uh, but we're not, like, playing from behind the eight ball. There's not one, like, every two seconds at the moment. Uh, There will be (laughs) coming up. but we've got an interview with Sheldon Collings, uh, which has yet to be done at the time of us recording this, but I think will get done and will probably be very good. Um, probably shed a little light on Grand and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you and I are going to talk about the upcoming Costa FLW Series Southeastern Division on Chickamauga, uh, talk a little bit about Grand ourselves, and run through some recent BFL action. Uh, sound like a plan? Action packed, man. All righty. Well, that being the case, here is Mr. Sheldon Collings. Well, joining us this week, we have, uh, in your sophomore year on the FLW Tour, Mr. Sheldon Collins. Sheldon, how are you? I'm doing great. Uh, I'm just, I'm anxious to get out on the water next week. This It's only been a week since Seminole, or a week and a half, and I'm already ready to fish Grand <laughs> next week, so <laughs> I'm pumped for that. Well, uh, no doubt, uh, Grand Lake, that event, uh, it's the four stop of the tour. It's in your backyard. I bet you're hyped. Uh, we're certainly going to talk about Grand Lake. Um, but also, you know, it's been a minute. I think the last time we had you on the podcast was right before your rookie year. So it was kind of like mm-hmm. everyone getting to know you, but now you're, you know, you're a, you're a veteran of the tour. So I kind of want to cover a few things before we get into some juicy Grand Lake talk. Is that cool? That's cool. Yep, that'll work with me. uh, First and foremost, uh, you know, you mentioned Seminole, and uh, you had a pretty good tournament there, dude. You finished third. Um, Just tell me about, I mean, that's your your best finish to date on tour. Just tell me about the whole experience Mm -hmm. of Seminole. Oh, man, the whole experience of Seminole, it it was a week that you dream of. Even though I didn't win the event, and my hat's off to Brian Latimer and Braxton Setzer, uh, it was just a week you dream of, man. Uh, it just, it worked out perfect. Uh, the first spot I fished in practice was where I found fish and I never left it the four days of the event. And it was, it was just a high spot down there on the South end of the lake, uh, down there by the dam. And there was just this big grass flat down there and there was a couple high spots. And the first day of practice, I caught two sevens and a six off one of the high spots. Jeez. And, yeah, I was <laughs> told myself, I was like, all right, well, this could be my big fish spot, maybe come catch 19, 20 pounds one day. Well, it ended up producing 76 pounds of bass by the end of the week. <laughs> so it was the first day it was real fun. I caught 2311. That's my biggest bag I've ever caught in, a, in an FLW event. Um and then the next day, it kind of slowed down a little bit. I think I had 
17 or something around there. Then I had 15, and then the last day I caught 20 off of it. Uh, but, man, just being able to promote my sponsors on FLW Live, that I've been wanting to be on live ever since I started fishing the tour last year. That was mm-hmm. that was just something I've never experienced before. It was so cool getting to, getting to tell everybody on – on a live feed what i was doing uh the setups i i was using uh throughout the week um how i was using my lorance electronics to find fish coming up out of the grass marking them throwing back at them and catching them so it was it was just a really cool deal to be able to to show people what i was doing that week because uh, I post stuff on Facebook while I caught him using this rod and thanks to Lawrence Electronics, mm-hmm. but being on live was a whole new ball game. I, it opened up a lot of a lot of people's eyes on how to read electronics and how a glass rod works, uh, throwing a, a chatterbait for it. Sure. It's just a lot of people don't do it. So, man, it was, it was a week that I will never forget. I'm still on cloud nine about the deal. I, every day people walk up to me, man, good job at Seminole, good job at Seminole, and it's it just makes me feel good that I, I actually competed. I've competed in, like, when I say competed, I I finished very high in the tournament, mm-hmm. and it just gave me that confidence. Hey, I can, I can be here. I can compete against these guys. And I mean, I'm 21 years old fishing against people that I've grew up watching my whole life: Larry Nixon, Jimmy <laughs> right. Houston, Scott Martin, Brian Thrift. I mean just being able to have the opportunity to be in the FLW tour at this age and being able to compete is just a, it's a blessing, man. It's, it's an awesome feeling. Well, uh, you know, you mentioned that, uh, you're a young lad, you're 21. Uh, Mm -hmm. and last year was your first year on tour, pretty solid year on tour. You finished 48th in the points. Um, you fished the cup last year as well. Um, so, and you, and you, had a good run there. I think you finished 30th or 29th or something like that. Yeah, somewhere uh, around there. But, I mean, as a whole, and I guess if f- folks listening, if you want more backstory on Sheldon, uh, I believe it was one episode 171 uh, was the previous podcast we had, John. So in there you talk about growing up and getting <laughs> started fishing and all that. But, uh, you know, you fished a pile of BFLs. You fished the Costas. Um, you've really kind of worked your way up. And I recall from listening to that podcast, um, you talked a lot about how when you got started, like when you started fishing BFLs, I think you were 16. Is that right? Yes, Somewhere sir. in there? Yep. Um, yes, sir. You, you kind of got a lot of hate and a lot of shade from people. Um, mm-hmm. So I guess looking to where you're at now on tour, you know, a third place against, you know, some of the best names in the business. You're sitting 22nd at points right now. You've cashed checks in two or three events. I mean, those are solid stats. Uh, is it kind of fun now knowing, like, you knew you could do this all along, but now, like, mm-hmm. some of these people that hated on you, you know, are like, dang, that kid actually is pretty good. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, whenever I was 16 and 17, a lot of stuff went down. I started getting homeschooled so I could pursue my career in fishing and I actually graduated. I finished school mm-hmm. just to clarify that one. But that when I was 16 and 17, I kept telling myself, man, I want to prove all these haters wrong. I want to prove everybody wrong. Well, I just kind of stopped thinking about it because I didn't really care what people thought of me. Sure. I just wanted to go out there and show them that I could do it and that I wasn't just throwing my life away 
is what they were saying. So, I mean, it does feel nice that it makes me feel good about my, uh, I mean, I wouldn't put it that way. It, I will say if you have haters for everyone out there, if you have haters, then you're doing something right. If you're pursuing a, pursuing a dream and if they don't support you, they don't support you, but I guarantee it once you start doing good, they're going to be texting you and calling you every day. Hey man, congratulations. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. And it still happens till this day. So, I mean, some of the people that talked the most smack on me back in the day are, I mean, I consider them best friends now. So it's just, it just all worked out good. And I'm very, very blessed to be able to be here at this age. Well, uh, I think, um, you know, even though you're 21, like I said, this is your second year on tour. Uh, I kind of want to do a little compare and contrast quick, just on your thoughts of, uh, you know, last year, uh, cup aside, uh, you cashed two checks, and it was late in the season. Uh, mm-hmm. This year, it seems to me, and and I feel like we see it a lot with guys that, you know, in their sophomore year on tour, did you kind of get the hang of handling three days of practice? Because I know that throws a lot of guys off, especially, you know, when you grow up fishing single-day events yep. or two- or three-day tournaments. Um, is it mm-hmm. something like that? Are you just more comfortable? What's uh, Why are you hot and ready to roll this year? It's more of the more of a confidence deal. I this winter or the before my rookie season, I'm a big deer hunter. Okay. And before my rookie season, I didn't really go out and fish much on Grand or on the surrounding lakes that winter before the tour started. I was a big deer hunter. So I spent like every day in the woods and I just wasn't really in the fishing in the fishing mode for those first couple or the first tournament for sure i wasn't in the fishing mode and uh but yeah the whole three days of practice deal that's what killed me last year i've never i've never had to break down such big lakes in such a small period of time and throughout the season just hearing people talk and just keeping my ears open and talking with guys hey how do you or Randy Blockett, for example, I always go to him for advice because he's been doing this his whole life and he's a mentor to me, but I always ask him, man, how do you, how do you break down these lakes in three days whenever it's a four day tournament? Like it sounds impossible, Mm -hmm. but just, just listening over the times and uh, just getting to know people and talking with them. I really, I just don't stress as much in practice. Um, What I'll, what I'll do for example, is I'll pick a part or the first day of practice. Usually what I do is I just go drive around, look at the watercolor for the first half of half of the day on on Sunday. And then I'll start fishing uh, the second half of the day. And then the plan is to have some, something figured out where the fish are at by the end of the day. And then I can run that pattern for the next two days. But yeah, it's uh, the, the three days, I've definitely gotten a lot more used to it this year. Um, and it helped that we went to Sam Rayburn first. I've been there several times. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, I've never been to Toho. That was a really fun lake. And that, that was a very, very tough tournament to break apart in three days because there was, what, four lakes you could fish or five lakes? Yeah, there's a pile so, of water. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So I spent the first day in Toho. Second day I went down to Kissimmee and my boat broke down like 10 minutes into practice the second day so 
uh, ended up Mercury trailer got me back up and running within a couple hours. So I spent the rest of the day in Toho. And then the last day I found a pile of fish down in Kissimmee. I just happened to pull up to a spot. They were there. And then I ran that pattern for the next three hours. Um, but then this year, another difference is, like I said, the confidence, I just, I'm just a lot more comfortable. I don't get, I don't get nervous as much looking over and seeing Brian Thrift or Scott Martin or guys sure. like them and think, man, I'm, I'm fishing against the best. Well, now I look at it, it, my stats may not show it, but I look at myself as I don't want to be boasting or bragging, but I just feel in my mind that I'm good enough to be there. Like, Hey, you're one of them. You're, you're here for a reason and you can, you can compete. So that's, that's the way I look at it. This season is how I've looked at it. I just don't get as nervous being around the guys. I don't get spun out. I don't listen to the doc talk anymore because that was a really big deal last season, my rookie year. I was put on lakes that I've never been to. I haven't been near them. Uh, now I fish stuff similar to them, but, uh, the three days you really rely, if you don't catch any fish, you start asking, asking your buddies that you room with, Hey man, that's, do you just have anything that I could go catch a limit on? Just, just give me, give me depth and watercolor and that's it. That's all I need. Well, I, I, I totally strayed away from that this season. I'm doing my own thing. I haven't talked to hardly anybody this year. Now I'll share information with a few guys, but it's not going into detail on baits, depth, spots, stuff like that. Sure. So it's more of a flying solo type deal this year. Well, uh, no doubt it is working, and I think that's a good segue into the fact that now, uh, you know, we are, I guess, at the time of recording this, we're like two days out, three days out from starting practice on Grand Lake, which yep. is your home lake. Um mm-hmm. What what are the expectations or the nerves like uh, fishing a tour event on your home pond? Well, I remember, I think it was, I don't want to get the date wrong. It was, I want to say back in 2013 or so, whenever the tour was here last. You are absolutely not, correct. Yep, 2013. Okay, well, I remember sitting on my back porch watching all the FLW tour guys come into my cove and fish my dock and fish around the the rock jetty right here by the house and just thinking man if someday i could fish a tour event on this lake it would be mine i mean i it's that's just what i thought whenever back in 2013 and Mm -hmm. now that it's here and i have the opportunity to fish a tour event on grand a lake that i've lived on for 16 years now it's just I'm not really nervous. I'm I'm more excited than anything. And the thing I, I look forward to the most, whether I catch them or not, is being able to sleep in my own bed, being able to yeah. have all my friends and family at the weigh-in because it's hard for, for my friends and family that live around the Grove area to drive down to Florida and watch me weigh in or drive to Bainbridge and watch me weigh in. Mm-hmm. So whether I catch them or not, I'm going to have all my friends and family at the weigh-in and that's going to make it the most special to me because it's, it's not going to be in a short period of time before back to grand and I can have that opportunity again to have my whole family here. Yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be pretty cool and a pretty special, uh, Mm -hmm. pretty special time. I think, uh, 
Now, we also should probably get into a little bit about, like, what the deal with Grand is, because I'm going to, quick backstory, during the Seminole Tour event, I don't know how many guys, tour pros, I had come up to me and they're like, man, Grand's going to be so terrible. Now, this is guys that, like, uh, you know, aren't necessarily from around there. Yeah, well, I like yeah. There were a few Oklahoma guys that were like, this event's going to be absolutely terrible. I knew that at the time it was really cold there. Uh, you know, like, I guess the whole majority of the country has pretty much been, like, a terrible winter and cold. And, um, yeah. But now, uh, uh-huh. granted, we're in the off limit, so it's not, you know, you haven't been on uh, mm-hmm. Grand in a little bit. But uh, in your opinion, how is this tournament going to shape up? I still believe it's going to take 20 pounds a day to win this event. Um, it's, that's what I told, uh, I forgot who I talked to the other day, but I said it was going to be between 75 and 80 pounds to win this tournament. Um, I've got some st- statistics from the Nichols team tournament trail that just happened this past weekend. Um, it's the all of the local sticks that are well-known around this area. There was 262 boats. And that, that's a team deal. So there was two guys in each boat. Mm-hmm. It took tw- it took almost twenty five pounds to win twenty four eighty five. Um, there was sixteen fish weighed in over five pounds. Now here's the kicker: there was only thirteen limits weighed in out of two hundred and sixty two boats. Yeah. And then it only took four point nine one pounds to get a check. That was sixty something place. <laughs> so if you if you just go out go into town like everyone's gonna be like oh dude this lake is terrible this lake is done for they need to do something about it it's just tough these guys they think oh well it's been 70 degrees the last six days and the wind's been blowing it's been warm the water temps up in the i'm guessing it's in the 50s now um in pre-practice it was low 40s to mid 40s okay. and i was I was catching them pretty good uh, whenever everyone was saying it was tough. I mean, I was catching 14, 15 pounds a day. But the thing around here, a lot of guys get set to their own ways, and they don't try off-the-wall stuff for this time of year. Sure. Um, this this place is – or next week is definitely not going to be one of those tournaments where you roll up and you just start running a pattern and catching them. It's definitely not going to – going to be like that it's going to be tough on i'd say 70 percent of the field um but i really think you're going to see the local the local knowledge really come into play in this event like uh myself daryl robertson jeremy lawyer um randy blockett you're going to see those local guys really excel in this event because they've seen grand under these conditions before um but from what i've Scene, just driving over the bridge going into town from the house the lake looks really really dirty okay. and last and last year in the costa now i don't know how far the mud line has made it down because normally you've got uh how the lake sets up you've got two rivers spring river or neosho river and elk river and uh, the neosho river is normally really dirty and then elk river is usually really clean mm-hmm. and then you've got then it runs down into the main lake uh, then you've got the Mid Lake area, which is where I live at. I live right by Subo Bridge. Oh, okay. And yeah, so it's normally stained, but it's not quite dirty. But right now, I'm looking out the back door, and there's not but three or four inches of visibility down there on the bank. 
Dang. So just from just from what I can see from my back door. So I mean, I don't know how far the mud line has made it down towards the dam, which that's another thing. It's always gin clear down by the dam this time of the year. Um, but in pre practice, it was it was kind of stinked. Um, but I just I just don't know because the lakes off limits. I don't know how far the mud has made it. Sure. But just in my personal opinion. For to benefit myself, I want this lake to be nasty and dirty. I want it to come up. I think it's three and a half foot up right now. There's some willow trees in the water. There's some bushes in the water. Mm -hmm. Um, I want this lake to be fishing super tough because last year in that Costa event, uh, the one that Chris Jones won, I finished sixth, and it was the same exact weekend, I believe, as this event going on. So I was catching them. A totally, I mean, it was, I mean, it was kind of set up the way I was fishing for this time of the year, but I was throwing baits that were, that no one would think to throw or that cold, that cold and dirty water. Um, now I was reading some stuff on the, the article about the coast of last year and, uh, Chris Jones said in his little article deal that, um, at the end of the day on, I think the second or third day, the water temp hit 60 degrees. And he said they started just, they just started really biting and he caught a six pounder than a three pounder. Yep. Well, I really think that that's, it's going to be the same exact deal this year. I, this lake is setting up just like how it was last year. Um, a couple weeks before the event, everyone was, Oh man, it's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Well, you have to think it's been like 10, 10, 20 degrees for the last month here. Uh, there was a lot of coves that were froze over. We had a really cold winter, uh, big shad kill going on right now. Um, but, uh, there's a local lake right here that I've been fishing just by the house, uh, just down from grand. And I was there yesterday and the water temp on the main lake was 52 and I've seen 56 by the end of the day. Ooh, so, okay. so I don't know if it's that warm here at grand, but that it's, a, it's a pretty small lake. Don't get me wrong, but. Um, there's a really good possibility that we'll see some 60 degree water by the, by the fourth day of the event next week. Um, but I'm, I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to say that it's going to take between 75 and 80 pounds to win it. I might be totally wrong. It might only take 50, but just from past experience, that's what I think is going to happen this week Well, or next week. You know, it's funny listening to you say that, uh, I wrote a Grand Lake preview, um, and I talked to Bradley Holman, and uh, mm-hmm. Holman said almost everything you just said. Like, uh, yeah. so to mm-hmm. me, it sounds like you Okies are like pretty dialed in, not really yep. too worried about what's going on. Like he mm-hmm. said, same thing: seventy-five to eighty pounds win it. Um, yep. He said for sure we'll probably by the end of the tournament, you know, see some really warm water temps, and the fishing could get even better. Uh, you know, by yep. the end of the event. Um, so I think it's going to be a lot better than what maybe people thought, you know, back mm-hmm. in Seminole a couple of weeks ago. Uh, yeah. But, and I think the other thing too, and just from what I've noticed in covering Costa events there throughout the years, um, you know, Grand isn't necessarily, like Grand, it, it blows my mind the quality of fish that live in there. Because, you know, we go to some mm-hmm. lakes sometimes where it's like, yeah, you can catch some two-pounders, some three-pounders, and then it's like, well, take Florida, right? Yeah. It's like a pound and a half, two-pounder, or like an eight pounder, you know, 
Grand, mm-hmm. the amount of like three and a half to five pound fish that swim in that lake yeah. is just mind blowing to me. Like, oh, it's yeah. just, gosh, if you get bit, I mean, it's a pretty good mm-hmm. one. You know, yeah. and I if, think you'll see. Uh, oh, I go think on. you'll see. Oh, I'm sorry. I think you'll see a lot of a lot of limits weighed in, or four fish or three fish weighed in for 14, 15 pounds. Yes. And yes. you'll see a lot of a lot of limits weighed in for between that 14 and a half and 16 pound mark. Mm-hmm. And then you'll have a few of those guys that really dial them in that get two to three big bites a day and they'll have over 20. Right. So, but exactly like you said, there is a ton of quality fish swimming around in this lake. Um, if you look at the past statistics from the last couple tournaments, they haven't really been coming in much, but it's, it's just the matter of the next day. If they don't bite tomorrow, they're going to bite the next day type deal, yeah. right? That's that's just how grand is every single year in March. And I, I just don't see it any different than the Coastal last year and or the Classic from a couple of years ago. So yep, yep. It, it's going to be a really good event. Um, all the guys saying it's going to be tough. It's it's going to be tough on a lot of them, but but there's, there's going to be some really big fish caught. we got a warm rain. Uh, warm rain all next week. It's going to be in the 60s and 70s. I think yeah. the low is is 49 one night. And that's the lowest, and it's going to be in the mid 50s at night. So this lake, I mean, it, it's going to show out really good next week. I really do believe so. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I I'm really excited to get this one started. Uh, spring just in that region of the country is a it's a phenomenal time to be down there. Uh, I love Grand. It's a super cool lake, so I think uh, I think it's going to be a good tournament. And you know, maybe you'll get to uh, keep your FLW live streak going and uh, oh, do that on your home lake. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. I've had <laughs> probably a hundred people this week. Man, you better get on live next week. So <laughs> I got in trouble last week at work. Well, I don't have to work this week or next weekend, so I'll be able to watch you. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Uh, well, that's cool, man. I think that's enough grand talk for now. Uh, before I let you go and get fishing, I just want to, a few more things. You know, uh, last year you said your goal was to win Rookie of the Year, and I know we're a couple tournaments into this season, but what goals did you set for yourself this year? It was a pretty high goal, but it's, I think it's something that every tour angler sets their mind to this year, and that's to cash a check in every event. Um if you can cash a check in every event, you're pretty much guaranteed a spot in the Forest Wood Cup. Absolutely. Because you're finishing in that top 60 range, somewhere around there. Um, and I'm already way ahead of schedule um, for this year. Although I didn't cut a check down at Toho, uh, I squeaked a check in at Sam Rayburn, and then I finished third at uh, Seminole last week. Mm-hmm. So that really just eases my mind that, hey, all right, you can calm down and you can just go fishing now. You don't have to, although it is the fourth tournament coming up, it just it just eases my mind just a little bit so I don't have to stress about the cup for this tournament. Sure. Because, I mean, if I can, if I can just keep cutting checks, I should be well up there in the points and I should definitely make the Forestwood Cup because that's what we all strive for this year or in the tour is to make the championship. And that's, that's another goal I had, obviously, is to make the Forestwood Cup. Um, but the main goal was to cut a check in every event. Yeah, yeah. Well, and you also, um, 
I should point out just for the folks that maybe don't know, last year you did fish, uh, you fished the cup. However, you didn't qualify through it uh, via the tour. Um, yep. So last year you really could fish the tour uh, mm-hmm. kind of without that pressure of, you know, like, oh gosh, I got to, I got to do well here to get yeah. points to make the cup. This season it's kind of mm-hmm. different, but I think it's probably really the perfect storm that this is your, you know, your second year on tour is the first year that you're trying to qualify for the tour via points because you are more relaxed. Yep. You kind of know what's going on. Uh, it just seems mm-hmm. like a better storm for this to happen, you know, than if it was your rookie year. Yeah, I agree with you 100% there. If, say, last year, if I wouldn't have qualified for the Cup through the Coasters, oh, man, I would have been spun out off the wall <laughs> doing crazy stuff all season, and I probably wouldn't have even cut one check or had any contention in the rookie of the year. Um, so, like you said, it. I really agree with you on the perfect storm deal. It's my second year. I'm a lot more relaxed. Uh, so it's it just works out better for me this year, being able to to have to fish hard enough or have to fish my heart out to to make the top uh, or to make the Forest Wood Cup. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it just it makes it pushes me just that much harder. But still, at the end of the day, I'm just going out and having fun at each tournament. That's I mean that's what it's really all about is having fun and getting paid, trying to get paid at the end of the week. Well, uh, I think with that, Sheldon, I'm going to let you go catch a bass. Um, Awesome. Before I do let you go, the folks listening, where can they follow you uh, throughout your professional endeavors? On Facebook, my fishing page is Sheldon Collings Fishing. And then on Instagram, it's also the same thing, Sheldon Collings Fishing. Um, And then... I post a lot of goofy Snapchats when I'm out on the water, <laughs> and my snap my Snapchats are just Sheldon Callings, no spaces, no capital letters. Uh, so yeah, that's that's where you guys can follow me at, and correct uh, to keep me. up with my. Oh, uh, sorry. That? I was going to say, correct me if I'm oh, wrong. Are you doing a Instagram takeover for the FLW account during practice? Yes, I am. Sunday on the first day of practice, I'm doing an Instagram takeover. So. For everyone that's listening, be watching on Sunday because yeah. it's going to be a pretty fun day in the boat. <laughs> it's going to yeah. be really fun. Well, I like it, man. Uh, I hope uh, I hope you keep this train going. Um, I know, like you know, a lot of people look at you like, oh, he's twenty-one year old dude, but you've already fished an All-American. Uh, you won a BFL regional. Uh, you mm-hmm. fished in the Cup. I mean, you've checked a lot of boxes that guys that have been doing it for you know as long as you've been alive (laughs) uh haven't even checked you know what i mean so i think uh Mm -hmm. i think you're doing the right thing keep doing you uh i can't wait to see you down at grand uh and follow you along through the tournament and the rest of the season and i guess with that man i'm gonna let you get rolling go catch a bass thanks again for taking time out of your day to join us and uh we'll see you in a few days man all right well i appreciate it kyle absolutely sheldon take care man so, Kyle, I guess the uh, first thing is the Costa FLW Series Southeastern Division event coming up on Chickamauga. Um, the uh, first one was at Okeechobee. You were there. Uh, the fishing was horrible. Uh, but this one's at Chickamauga, and the fishing's going to be awesome. Yeah, it the the bar is a little low uh, compared to Okeechobee. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's going to be on fire. So I got off the phone. I, I talked to Buddy Gross yesterday to write the preview for this tournament, uh, which is up on flwfishing.com. You can read about it. 
Uh, although by the time you're listening to this, the tournament is almost underway, probably. Uh, and mid phone call, he he stopped me, and you're going to hear the audio for this in just a second. But he stopped <laughs> me because he had quote a ten pounder on. Jody, Jody, Jody. Yeah. I have got a ten pounder on right now. Oh my god. Um, it wasn't a ten pounder. It turned out to only be like a seven pounder. Oh. But then later in the afternoon, he caught an 11-pounder. <laughs> so, like, I guess what I'm saying is... Buddy Growth said he was just getting lucky and that the fishing is tough. But also, he'd had one good day of practice already. So, I guess what I'm saying is get hyped. Because it's Chickamauga. It's pre-spawn. We don't go there a lot in the pre-spawn. So, like, it's going to be rad. Yeah. Yeah, it will. Um, when you're just, like, accidentally catching big ones and it's not fishing good, uh, it's probably setting up to be a pretty solid tournament. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that, like, it's not often multiple 10-pound fish get weighed in during tournaments, right? Like, usually even really Mm -hmm. huge derbies, like, you might get one a day or, like, one one of three days or whatever. Yep. I think there's a non-zero chance we see multiple 10-pounders in the 10-plus fish in this tournament. Yeah. Like, I I won't say the odds are good for it, you know what I mean? But if it happens, I wouldn't be shocked because, dude, that lake has them, and it's a good time. There are interesting conditions, though. Um, obviously, pretty much everything on the Tennessee River has been, like, flowing like crazy this basically all winter. Yes. Um, and uh, I'm trying to think. I I'll pull it up here for a second, but... Chickamauga, like any others, is flowing like crazy. Now, the water there is also down pretty low, uh, and there's no telling what it'll do during the tournament, whether it'll continue, whether it'll tick up some more or what. Like, right now, it's, like, really almost historically low. Mm -hmm. Um, But as of us recording uh, on Tuesday morning, it's, uh, they're running 107,000 CFS out of the dam, which is pretty extreme uh for chickamauga especially you know a kentucky lake you wouldn't necessarily bat an eye but like at chick buddy gross says that like thirty thousand cfs you could in the summertime or whatever you'd be out and you like you'd know you'd be like man there's quite a bit of current today so when you think about that like it's cranking um yeah which low water high current is an interesting combination it's not necessarily a bad combination uh it would probably be better if this current was like sort of just kicking in as opposed to what it's been doing sort of all winter but the fish have a limited number of places to be because of this current and it's not necessarily the usual places guys fish obviously there's a lot of bays and stuff on chickamauga like chester frost and uh that bay that i forget what it's called maybe henderson bay i think uh, like there's a lot of bays and non-current affected water on Chick, uh, mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of you know current affected water, a lot of backwaters, especially up around Dayton. So it's gonna be it's gonna be pretty good, um, but the fish might not be where you would ordinarily expect them to be. Because um, oh, usually on that lake, I mean, even in the winter time, uh, there's an offshore bite, you know, there, and that's probably yeah. not gonna exist as much just because of the sheer amount of current that's been out there. Um, 
but dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be legit. Like we're gonna see fish get caught. Buddy is only only projected like I think a like a sixty four pound winning total. Like you figured somebody would catch him really big one day. Like you'd see that twenty five to thirty pound bag, mm-hmm. uh, and then it sort of kick off. And I could see that, but dude, a few years ago on Gunnersville, it took like eighty something pounds to win a three day Costa. And honestly, if it took like 75 pounds, it really wouldn't shock me necessarily because it's Chickamauga, it's the spring, and someone could play it right and make it happen. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So, anyway, I'm definitely, I'm pretty pumped for it, I would say. Are you also pumped? Yes, I was mid-yawn. I apologize. I cannot believe the hogs on Chickamauga make you want to yawn, Kyle. That is well, terrible. It was actually like it, it started uh, before you were really getting into the heat of it. And then it just kind of came out. Okay. I'm doing it again now. Kyle, please hold on for the rest of this podcast. Got another 30 <laughs> minutes or so, and then you can I, go take a nap. I'm pulling it together. I'm pulling it together. All right. So. Do you have anything you want to mention or look at, or shall we uh, make some picks? Nope, nothing else. Let's make some picks. All right. Um, I have first pick for this one. Um, dun, dun, dun. Which I'm not sure I love necessarily. Uh, let me just set up my little. I got you know I got to set up the set up the document here. Jody picked first. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and take Buddy Gross with it. Well, I mean, that's... It seems like a logical enough thing to do. Yeah, yeah, it does. Are you going to take Brian Thrift? Uh, yeah, I am. All right, I think that's a good choice. Um, so I can just plug that in. Now, here's my thing. The third pick is, like, a lot harder for me. I feel like Buddy and Brian were kind of, like, no-brainers in some order there. Yeah, it gets a little weird when you start, uh... Diving into not weird, uh, yeah. It's but just there's a little more uh, strategy maybe to it. Yeah, there's not a there. There are not like a ton of just stand out. Oh, this guy's a local and is gonna catch him for sure. Guys that I know for Chickamauga, whereas I'm not saying those guys don't exist. Whereas if you told if this tournament was on Pickwick or Kentucky. I almost guarantee I would have some dudes. You know what I mean? In mind? Yep. Uh, you remember the guy whose first name was Lance and last name started with an O who caught him at Okeechobee? Oleg Schlager. How do you think he's going to be uh, up here? What's your vibe on that? Um, I mean, he could do well. He seems like a uh, dude that's pretty good, uh, well-versed with a crankbait. Um. Most of his top tens, if I recall, like FLW-wise, are on uh, Center Hill and, uh, oh gosh, I can't even remember. It's like uh, kind of some of those more highlandy reservoirs, potentially. Okay, okay. That's um, interesting to me. But I definitely did that cross my mind. Uh, Old Hickory. I just pulled it up. Old Hickory and Center Hill are the majority of his uh, top tens. Um, all right. I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and take JT Kenny. 
Yeah, that's a good idea. Um, I'm hoping that despite him being retired, he'll be able to knock the rust off and figure out how to catch fish. <laughs> yeah, hopefully he remembers how to do that. Um, You know, I got to be honest with you. Just in terms of like, I think I kind of want a guy that can catch fish on a crankbait. I think uh, that's a good choice. Now, I will say, um, whatchamacallit, and by whatchamacallit, I mean Buddy Gross, believes that there is a uh, that there's a good chatterbait bite to be had. Ooh. Now, I... Uh, Have you heard of any people who throw chatterbaits? Well, yeah, there's one in the field I know of in particular that's uh, pretty good. All right. Um, which I was thinking about... Because I think Thrift kind of fills my, like, he could do whatever, right? Like, yeah. Thrift could catch him on a chatterbait. He could catch some cranking. Like, I could see him pulling up to a spot, cranking a little bit in the morning, and maybe go, like, throw a chatterbait for the rest of the day. Or, you know, one of them things. I kind of want Brian Schmidt on my team solely because I feel like he is not too happy after Seminole. Really, I'm just forming a team around guys that didn't do well at Seminole. And I'm thinking they're going to take it out on Chickamauga. So, give me some Brian Schmidt. Okay. I think that's a good choice. I like that. This is, this is either going to be like a really good strategy or crash and burn. E- either that or they will continue to <laughs> not do well. It'll be like, oh, no, it that, no, no, the whole, they're just, they lost it. Yep. And then I'll just cease from picking them for quite some time. All righty, all righty, all righty. Man, I wish I was... A lot of times I'm like, oh, yeah, I know who I'm picking here. But, it's, dude, it's it's tough. I wish... It there's is. a lot of guys who I wish were fishing it. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, oh, yeah, I wish. Oh, yeah, I wish. Like, if uh, like Brad Knight or Andy Morgan was in this deal, I'd be like, oh, oh. yeah, my guys. Hop on yeah. board. You know what I mean? Um, Wesley Strader, I wish he was fishing. Yeah. Uh, but I think I'm going to take a bit of a, I don't know. This is, like, a little out there, I suppose. Um, but I'm going to take, this probably won't work out well for me. But we're going to take Valosinski? No, I wish. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm going to take Brian Merriman. Um, oh. He's, uh, he's from Falkville, Alabama. He's fished uh, quite a few choo-choo events. Um, and what and whatnot, uh, and if you go by bass rankings, he actually has a really good record on Chickamauga. Uh, so definitely, he's got Tennessee River experience, um, mm-hmm. which is I would say a valuable thing. And uh, he's fishing this one, and I think that I don't know, wouldn't shock me if he does well. I would say. So yeah, I there can't, uh, there can't you have it. With that, that's a that's a good take. Now. For my final one, I kind of want to make it a trifecta of Brian's and put Brian New on my team. Uh, but. All right, you kinda, took Brian Schmidt. Yeah. I got Thrift, Schmidt, and I kind of think I want Newell. Or New. Uh, you could take Rob Newell if you wanted to, though. Is he, he probably won't. That'd be fun if he was fishing it. I don't think he'll do well in the tournament, considering he's not fishing. But take John Cox. Yeah, 
gosh, I shouldn't have said anything. I know. There's a John Cox fishing. It's the wrong John Cox, though. It's not the John Cox. Yeah. yeah. I was about, I totally would have picked him, too. <laughs> and been like, oh, yeah, John Cox, hop on board. Uh, this is, I, and I need you to slip up uh, in this event so that I can start, you know, coming back because it has been a rough go. Honestly, well, though. look, it's early in the season, though. I mean, I'm only up 2-1. That, true, true. I grant uh, I have like absolutely thrashed you with the last two events. Yeah, it has not been enjoyable. Um, I yeah, you know what? I'm gonna go with Brian New, just because. I mean, it's Brian New. The dude catches them. I also yeah, like that all him the country, and everywhere we go. Yeah, him and Thrift talk a lot. And, they do. Uh, I th- I I appreciate that. I think that's good. Another thing is that this could be an umbrella rig tournament. I mean. I don't think Buddy Gross throws umbrella rigs that much. Mm-hmm. But Brian Thrift and Brian New both love umbrella rigs. And there's... If someone gets on an umbrella rig bite, that could be a really good thing. Yeah. So I think those are good choices from that standpoint. Um, so I'm with, I'm with you. I like it. Plus, I, I just wanted the, the, the Brian factor. I, dude, it's fun. Triple <laughs> Brian's is cool. And they're all yep. spelled right. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's touch on Grand Lake a little bit. Um, because oh, okay. I will say that my optimism, ha- it was pretty low a couple weeks ago. And it's been ticking up. The weather, just living in Kentucky, I can tell, is improving. It's getting a little bit nicer. I'm looking at the 10-day a little bit for Grand. It looks a little bit nicer. Do you have any sort of Grand vibes or do you want to just rely mostly on uh, callings for this? Uh, I mean, I think we can rely on callings, but I'm kind of with you. Like, when we were at Seminole, uh, goodness gracious, the amount of complaining I heard from guys about how bad Grand was right now and blah, 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 blah. And it was like, hey, dudes, first of all, uh, you know, weather can happen, so it can warm up. Because it had been really cold. That was the whole gripe yeah. by a lot of these guys. Like, really, really cold. cold. And um, I think the water's pretty dirty, just with, like, you know, all the rain that has existed across the Everywhere. entire... Yeah. Um, that lake is dirty a lot, though. It is. It, it uh, The lower end, like, I guess if it was normal, the lower end would be pretty clear. And that's where, you know, when we've seen in coasts, sight fishing go down. Hashtag Hallman year. Yes. Oh, uh, man, that was so amazing. But, yeah, it's not like a... You know, it's not a gin-clear lake to begin with. So, eh, the water's been kind of cold. Uh, it seems like it's warming up. I'm with you. Looking at the 10-day here, like, yeah, there's some chances of rain. It's not, like, overly hot, but 60s and sunny this time of year. I mean, that feels fantastic. Yeah, and there's a lot of, uh, there's a, there there is a lot of 60-degree weather coming up. And yeah. lows in the 40s, a couple lows in the 30s or whatever, uh, but I think it should be, depending on how fast the fish move, I guess we, we'll see. But to me, the weather at least should be ticking up to where it could be a pretty good tournament. Um, not that Grand is ever really a catch fest necessarily, but obviously it's yeah. got big ones. Um, and pretty electric things can happen if it gets right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, it just has like a really good supply of like four pounders in it. You know, there aren't a lot of fisheries you go to that have just, like, quite the plethora of that caliber fish. Yeah. One thing I like about Grand is how it fishes a lot. Um, at least 
what I've seen in this early spring period, you know, the spinnerbait, crankbait, little brown jig thing, like, I don't know. I mean, you could say dragging the jig really slow is really boring, but, like, I kind of like it. And <laughs> I kind of like just grinding stuff on the bottom, you know, running into fish. Like, it, it's a, it's kind of Kentucky Lakey a little bit. Like, there's some, you sort of do that sometimes. It's a little bit like what some guys did at the Classic, I think. Um, mm-hmm. So, it's a, I don't know, I can be okay with that style of fishing. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, anyhow, I don't know that we need to touch on it too, too, too much. Just because next week we'll have a full regular podcast uh, from there and... You know, you and I, as of yet, don't know a whole lot about the situation. But we will know more soon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll definitely dive into it uh, when the time is upon us. All right. So we've got a new game to play. We forgot to talk about it in the intro. Are you ready to play this guessing game, or do you want to do BFLs first? Uh, let's, do, let's do some BFLs first. Uh, I don't have, like, a ton of baits. I've only got for three this. ready to go here. Uh, but, yeah, I can... Uh, and we don't need to do a lot. We can just... This can be just a test. You know what I mean? Did you pick just random tackle? Was it off, like, a certain list? Uh, Most of mine... All three of mine are... I think are going to be from the bestsellers list. Okay. That's where I was kind of looking. Uh, yeah. The one I have is from there. Maybe we have the same one. Well, we might. We'll find out, right? <laughs> we will. Uh, but yeah, let's do BFLs first, because then we can just rattle on about stupid stuff. Okay, let's do that. Um, so, where did I put that tab? Oh, uh, we had four BFLs this past weekend. Uh, the first one was an Ozark Division, uh, presented by Bass and Bob. Uh, and it was on Table Rock. All That's of these were kind of lame, if I remember, if I recall yeah, correctly. Yeah, no, nothing too uh, super crazy and and wild and fun. Uh, Dustin Lippy won it, uh, seventeen pounds, fifteen ounces. Uh, it was the second BFL win he's had uh, on Table Rock. Now, granted, the previous Table Rock event was like in two thousand seventeen. But either way, the dude's like two for two on Ozark Table Rock things. So that's where um, you got the back-to-back from? Yeah. Uh, I was just like, oh, yeah, he won on Table Rock. I assumed it was like the end of last year. I didn't really look into it that hard. It was not. Uh, turns out it was a while ago, but I guess technically it is a thing. All right. Um, anyway, uh, he was fishing like uh, deep points um, up the White River and James uh like uh standing timber like 25 to 30 feet of water um and really just kind of like through a 2.8 or 3.3 uh kitech on a jewel gym uh swim bait head and like just hit a ton of spots rolled that stupid little swim bait around and caught some fish he did catch a, a five pound largemouth on an umbrella rig uh, but other than that, it was he says he burned forty gallons of gas and tossed a kite tech. So also caught good. all three species of bass. 
Um, oh, yeah, he did hit the trifecta, yes. I like that he said uh, he caught a Kentucky. Uh, I always appreciate that. It's interesting <laughs> it doesn't say he caught a Kentucky and three blacks, because a lot of guys there call right. largemouth blacks, too. Mm-hmm. Um, have you used that uh, jewel swim bait head? I have not. I used one. I don't think it was the current design, but it had that sort of similar... Uh, if you if you see it, it's got a kind of a keeper, a wire keeper on it that's kind of weird. Yeah. And I hated it. Uh, it was oh, on okay, a swim cool. jig. Um, <laughs> but uh, maybe this one is better. Uh, it probably is. Or maybe he uses it and like cuts it off or something. I don't know. Anyhow. Uh, that's about all I got from the Ozark one. Uh, we had another Gator Division event on Lake Okeechobee presented by Navionics. Uh, Alex Tarasenko. Won that, 20 pounds, 8 ounces. Um, I guess the lake came down a little bit. He was fishing around. More. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he was fishing around Tin House, uh, which I think is up on the north end. I think it is, too, but end. I never know where most of the places are on that lake. I just know the names. Uh, he found clean water, uh, and he basically threw a Gambler Big Easy uh, on a 5 out hook with that Gambler hollow point. It's basically that... Uh, nose cone that screws into the plastic but it it's like unweighted you mm-hmm. know it just helps it come through grass a little better um he also threw uh a gambler easy vibes easy vibes the new swim bait that we saw from valasinski at the coast on okeechobee uh back in february um threw that on a four out hook with a three eighths ounce tungsten weight in front of it uh, basically just like Swam that stuff around, caught us 20 pounds. Uh, the fishing wasn't, like, super stellar. I think, like, when you hit, you start getting into April is when, like, Okeechobee starts really getting good again, uh, weight-wise. So, like, the latter VFLs we'll have, we'll start seeing probably more, like, 28-pound bags and such. Yeah. A dude from Clayton, New York, caught a 7 which was the big bass of the boater division. That dude said, I've had enough of winter. I'm heading south. Um, also, that fish was probably smaller than a fish he's caught on the Thousand Islands. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, a nine-pounder won the Coingler side big bass. Jeez. That's a big fish. Baggins. Um, what do we got next? Oh, we had a mountain division event uh, on Dale Hollow. Uh, Aaron Singleton won it with 19 pounds, 5 ounces. Um, he, I guess, just fish like, laydowns uh, in, like, main lake pockets. Uh, he caught some on a spinnerbait, like, early in the day, and then, like, it got sunny, and he pretty much switched over to shaky head uh, to catch his fish. Uh, he caught them on a Zoom trick worm with a 3-8 ounce uh, Buckeye spot remover shaky head, uh, which is pretty classic, I feel like. He did weigh... Uh, five and a half pound smallmouth, which is sweet. Uh, and he caught it with like 20 minutes left to fish. So that's about all the excitement coming out of Dale Hollow. Hey, here's a potential excitement coming out of Dale Hollow. Alan Boyd fished this tournament. Whoa. Yeah. And uh, he got a check. Good for finished, him. Finished 11th. Well, tied for 11th with two other people. Oh. Uh, caught 13 pounds, seven ounces. Okay. Okay, I see you, Alan Boyd. Yeah. Um, we got a story with Alan Boyd about fishing swim jigs. Um, 
and that's going to go on the web here in not too too long uh we're gonna take pictures for it this afternoon and so then it'll be ready oh cool uh, and also there's a story about alan with alan boyd about i think spinnerbaits uh in the new issue of the magazine oh yeah he is uh he's pretty he's, good at uh he's pretty dialed at that kind of stuff slinging a blade around yeah he, uh i mean he definitely he, I think, is one of those guys who could fish the tour successfully if he really wanted to, um, mm-hmm. but has kind of opted for the little less traveling, a little more stable, uh, normal person life um, more often than not, which makes a lot of sense for a lot of people. Yeah. But yeah, he's got, I think he's got the skills uh, if you want to. Oh, do no it. doubt. Yeah, no doubt. Um, uh, anyhow. Moving on, final BFL. Choo Choo Division event on Wheeler. Uh, Eddie Jewell won it with 21 pounds even. Uh, basically just ran a lot of, like, uh, gravel bars, chunk rock banks, uh, like points, stuff like that, uh, on the lower, end of the, uh, the lower end of the lake through a uh, custom vibrating jig with the Zoom Super Fluke Jr. for a trailer and a striking 1.5. Uh, he caught a bunch of fish on the vibrating jig. Uh, he weighed some large mouse, weighed some small mouse, weighed a small mouth, I guess. Uh, he did catch a 6'3", uh, late in the day, which is a big one. I assume it was a large mouth. Doesn't say. It probably uh, is a large mouth. I mean, that's a lot of fish for a yeah. small mouth. Uh, but he was mostly fishing shallow. Uh, he then did catch, uh, some fish, a little deeper later on in the day, but uh, I don't know. Seemed like a pretty straightforward kind of pre-spawny deal on the Tennessee River. Yep. And uh, yeah, the weights again, like I mean, twenty-one pounds, solid bag. Uh, it was like fifteen-five was tied for tenth. Like not, you know, nothing to write home about. Nothing crazy. Cool. Yeah. Um. I like it. Shall we talk tackle? Yeah, yeah, now we can. All right, so this morning I texted you a snippet from a tackle warehouse review of a bait, um, and it then gave me the idea, wait a minute, what if we, like, keep this rolling? Um, Yeah, I'm all for it. Because I think this could be fun, and we could have, potentially, if it catches on, folks could, like, email in and send us uh, bait bait reviews or descriptions or whatever to go off of, but essentially... I think what's going to happen is I'll read a review and then you'll read a re- or you'll read a review vice versa yep. and then the other person will have to guess the bait. And these are all reviews on tacklewarehouse.com of certain baits. Gotcha. Um so I guess I'm going to go ahead and I'll read I'll start, shall we? Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So this is one of my favorite reviews I've come upon in a while. Um such a super groovy little bait. Uh, ha- uh, there's more to the review, but have you guessed it yet? Uh, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> when it was warmer, I would cast it a mile and just swim it. Now it's freezing cold, so I fish it like a jig. I was on a small pond that gets hammered at lunchtime with and with three other yahoos out there. Chucking everything in the kitchen sink, I was able to get some fish. 
Uh, man, this is kind of tough because I have like before you mentioned this, I have looked, I have read reviews on baits mm-hmm. uh, at Tackle Warehouse's site, and some of the people, you know, bless them. The stuff they write, you're like, why are you doing that with that bait? You know what I mean? Like Every once in a while, it's like, and I was fishing this frog on 10-pound monofilament and, you know, Carol- yeah. on a Carolina rig, and it didn't produce. And it's like, well, dude, let's rethink this. <laughs> so that's what's kind of throwing me off is that, like, I don't know. I mean, I mean this could be anything. That it, is fair. It really could. This uh, is more than an opportunity. If we actually pick these right, I'm going to be kind of amazed. Uh, more than anything, it's an opportunity, I think, for us to read your views of Tackle and, like, <laughs> right, right. You know, also spend time looking at Tackle Warehouse because Lord knows I love a I love to shop. Uh, it, man, I don't know. It, is it a soft plastic? <laughs> it is. It is. Uh, oh, okay, okay. It's a it's a swim bait. Um, it is a oh. small swim bait and it's is it a kitek no it oh. could be though man couldn't it <gasps> dude is it that stupid uh thing i said i was gonna buy but i haven't bought any yet um 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 um, um, um uh, the mega bass one i do uh, i think it is i think you're the, thinking of the right thing uh crap dark sleeper Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's super groovy. Dude, it's also, I've pretty much convinced myself to buy some of these, too. Yeah, I got to get some. Uh, and just based off the, that review, Yeah, just because of the I'm grooviness. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude, I'm so happy you got this thing right. Wow, okay. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Uh, I suppose I should read one now. Yeah, There yeah, were a lot me. of good reviews on this that I didn't know how to pick one i just kind of picked one that was uh short sweet and kind of to the point okay okay uh these baits kill it exclamation point do you have any guesses yet uh that was very short and sweet <laughs> no there's there is more to it there's a little there's a couple more sentences. um hmm. well based on the enthusiasm i kind of want to and i know you and i are both maybe working off the top seller list a little bit Yep. I wouldn't hate to guess that Guggen Bates Bandito bug. Just because, like, I could see some kid rolling it off YouTube being super right. hyped about him. <laughs> right, So right. I'll tentatively guess that, but f- know that I don't have enough information to guess. Okay, okay. I'm going to – I'll read the rest of it for you so you can okay. kind of let it soak in. The watermelon and pumpkin chartreuse are great for pond fishing. Keep a steady reel and just jerk it along every second, and bam, you'll have a fish on in no time. Very durable. You can catch upwards of 20 fish before putting a new one on. Whoa. End quote. <laughs> 20 fish before putting a new one on. Yeah. All right, and you're in the best sellers. This is... Correct. N- yep. Okay, that's impossible. <laughs> Um, I'm just That's, straight I, up. I'm not saying I agreed with uh, what this person wrote, but <laughs> it so was definitely... they they swim it and what was the other color? The watermelon and chartreuse. It was uh, crap. I just scrolled up on it a little oh, bit. Uh, That's my bad. It was uh, oh watermelon and pumpkin chartreuse. Watermelon and pumpkin chartreuse. Hmm. 
Well, I don't know. Man, is it a Kitech? Like, is it is it, not. It's not a Kitech. It's a company that's known for just having like a lot of bait options, a lot of soft plastic options. So, like Zoom. Oh, dude, is this like? Oh. Did you pick this because it's, like, a weird thing to do with this bait? <laughs> Kinda. Uh, is it the brush? Is it a brush hog or something? A brush hog. No. Yeah, you, dude. No, and, it is close. Oh, man. Oh, man. Because equally is kind of like, what? <laughs> uh, well, I'm looking in here, and I see liz- a Zoom lizard, and they definitely come in those colors. Yeah, buddy. Oh, man, I love it. I love it. <laughs> Yeah, you just kind of reel along, give it a jerk, and bam! <laughs> oh, gosh. That's great. Um, I can't remember the last time I caught a bass on a lizard. Uh, I know they absolutely work. Now, if Lloyd I've won, I won a tournament to this, trolling lizards once. Of, well, <laughs> of, I don't know. <laughs> I, we've gone over the fact that, like, trolling was your jam for a while, right? Yeah, yeah. Back home. But the yeah, fact we, that you trolled lizards is... Uh, now, was that a pre-spawn thing? No, no, this is like midsummer. Oh, late okay, summer. sure. Yeah, when the oh. when the lizards are out just swimming around, <laughs> <laughs> the salamanders would, are really dude, getting after it. We would we would troll uh, like we troll <laughs> water green watermelon, and then we would troll uh, uh, like plum. Uh, we troll the Z-Man ones too because they were more durable and they would float oh, sure. up a little bit. Sure. I'm dead serious, man. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's fantastic. If you, ever, dude, if you ever want to just just take your Carolina rig with a lizard, fire it out as far as you can, just reel it right back through the water column, take a little grass every once in a while, you'll catch them. Okay, okay. Seriously, I'm going to try that again this summer. You watch. It's like, yeah, <laughs> what's he doing? He's reeling a Carolina rig. What? <laughs> <laughs> it makes no sense. Mm. Um, man, I really, there's, there's one of these that I really, it's got some really good reviews, but everything references like other stuff. So I I think that you would, it would be too easy to get. That's what uh, my, the next one I went with like, uh, the most kind of generic, uh, review or comment that i could find in there oh man that doesn't really like you know i i like to tip it on this or i like to use this for that kind of thing because yeah. there are a lot of those comments you know the uh, berkeley cane walker doesn't have any reviews Ooh, should i write one you should justin atkins told me to throw it one time it was okay <laughs> <laughs> that would be pretty much my review too uh it's fine um but i i'll go with I'll go with this this other one here. Um, okay. Best. This is this is another top water. I'll let you have that for for okay. starters. Okay. Best plug available. Three exclamation marks. If Whoa. you're a serious bass fisherman, you already know. Same <laughs> blank. I'm leaving the name of the bait out. Has sure. landed fish in South Korea all the way to Kansas. My Whoa, go-to man. morning topwater comes summer. Don't even look at the price tag. Just get a few. 
Wow. Okay. Uh, like right out, right out the gate, I want to say it's a gunfish. Oh, dude, I like, I like the way you're thinking. It's not that, but also uh, that was the whole review. I got nothing more, <laughs> but I can read some other reviews if you want. No, no. That, I mean, the versatility of this bait alone is impressive. Yeah, um, no doubt. Gosh dang! So it's let me let me re- read another review, uh, just because I want to get this review in here. Sure, sure. Best producing topwater bait I have ever fished, with one exception. What is the exception, my guy? <laughs> Tell me. I oh, he doesn't. He leaves it out. <laughs> he leaves it out. Although extremely sharp, the hooks and rings are too weak. I've had them bend out multiple times on big smallies. I have four of these lures in my topwater box, and I recently noticed that two of them are missing a split ring and the hook! Exclamation mark. I have no clue what happened to them or when I lost them. Can't trust them. Change the rings and the hooks. Mm-hmm. Um, honestly, Gosh, I feel like this, this is a misleading review in my mind. Uh, or some of it is. <laughs> <laughs> but I just really loved that he was so bold. Or, well, Big J was so bold hmm. about it being the best producing topwater bait ever, with one exception. <laughs> Gosh, so it's got to be kind of expensive. Um, and it's, and it's not a gunfish. Is it along the lines of a gunfish? Very much so. So is it like a, like a, I'm a little stick? No, no. Okay, 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 okay. okay. I should look up some reviews for that, though. Oh, man. What let's, other? Let's see if it's got any real good ones. Oh, a shower blows. Bingo. Yeah, okay. Gosh, I don't know why it took me so long to to get that route. <laughs> oh, dude. Great review on the little now, stick, though. It catches stuff from where to where uh south korea to kansas yeah um here's a little stick review just to in case you're wanting to try some wow the action on this lure is wild by far my favorite walking lure bass absolutely slam this awesome lure biggest bass so far on this lure is 4.8 pounds we'll be buying more soon that was from Justin Atkins. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's uh, not, but great review. And it does work. Um, oh, man. This is fun. I love this. Uh, I hope our listeners love this and will respond that they love it because I want to do more. But if you hate it, tell us. Yeah, for real. Don't don't be afraid to. Yeah, if uh, we've just like sunk the podcast by yeah, our hey Tackle guys. Warehouse guessing <laughs> games, I want to know. But Tone her down. Um, I did two, right? You got one uh, more for me? Yes. Uh, I can't... Sorry, I had a lot of tabs open, and I got to clicking around in one, but I'm pretty sure I closed out the one I had for my next uh, bait. Uh, I'm looking at frogs right now. I bet there's some really good frog reviews. Where did... Dude, have you seen the Rebel Buzzin' Frog? No. This thing is wild. It's like a... It's three inches long. It's kind of like a plopper, except half the body is like a little frog tail. It's ridiculous looking. 
Uh, oh, okay. Here, This is what I was going to do, and it's funny you brought this up. The next one I wanted to do is a frog. Okay, okay. okay. I'm, I'm going to come right out with it. That way I can at least say that in the comments, right? And you're already kind of looking around in there, so maybe get a feel for it. All right. Uh, <laughs> comment goes, It puzzles me how people say this is super durable. My first hit with a fish tore the bottom, which led to the frog being filled with water every cast. Then again, that was a pike. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, nutty. This, this is my first frog, and I was very excited to see a fish come and <laughs> come up to take a bite. It also seems to be highly praised, so I'll definitely be giving it another try in the near future. <laughs> like, really, the dude's just mad that a pike hit it, sank it, which, you know, no Look, frog on the market can withstand a northern pike. That's life. So, this is a frog <laughs> that people really like. Yep. It's a uh, bronze eye 65. It is not. That's a good oh, guess, though. Dang it. That's a good guess. I was just going with the most liked frog. Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, maybe if it's supposed to be really durable, it's like the fat frog, because that thing is supposed to float and everything. Ah, good guess, but no. All right, I'm just going to guess every frog. Wait yep, a minute. Just, if this was the first frog, maybe it's like a real cheap frog. Is it real cheap, or is it like a normal frog? No, it's like a normal frog. Hmm. Um, it uh, There's like no one I really know. There's one pro I know that actually enjoys throwing it. There's one pro you know that enjoys throwing this frog. Yeah. Oh. Hmm. Is it the Jackal Iobi? No. Oh. You were going the Alex Davis route? No, I was going the John Cox route. Oh, yeah. John does like that, too. Uh, I mean, he did uh, win the Forest Wood Cup on it. Yeah, 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 he did. Uh, uh, do you want another guess on who the angler is? Well, my problem now is I'm trying to think of a frog that no pros use, except one, <laughs> who I don't know. Well, I, I, I should say that he likes to endorse uh, I don't know if he actually throws Like, if you open his frog box, I'm not guaranteeing that You're there not are guaranteeing this is thousands of these in there. Yeah. Um, man. Is it... Is it the... Um, what's that one? What's the one that looks a lot like a frog? The Ooh. Is it a live target? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All righty. Crushing it. Let's go on the Scott Martin route. You know, he's got the the poppin' frog uh, is the one that he heavily endorses, but I've seen him throw the live target hollow body frog. Yeah, yeah. I was just thinking, like, guys who don't have, like, a real froggy pro staff. And yeah. I was like, because, like, Spro, I'd be like, well, everyone. Booyah, I'd be like, well, you got, like, six guys. You know what I mean? Right, right. Strike King, like, probably a bunch of dudes. But, like, I feel like live target kind of, they angle toward their hard baits much more. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, all righty. Sweet. Do you want to hear a, a more serious review of the live target frog? This is the popping frog or the regular frog? This is just the regular, the hollow body. Okay, hit me. Uh, I've been a fan of these since moving to Florida in 2008 and have caught two trophy catch qualifiers on them. Whoa. I've used others, but this brand seems to work best for me coming through the pads and heavy vegetation without getting hung up. As for tearing... Don't expect them to last if you're feeding them to toothy critters. <laughs> oh, Just get some, the old get referential some, review. I like that. Yeah, get some gel super glue. And if the legs fall off, 
Go get a rubber skirt and do the same. My fishing club of more than 285 members knows that I will only promote what works for the area I fish. This may work for you too. That's a good review. That is a huge fishing club. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like, whoa. That guy took some time though. I like it. I like it. This actually has some pretty good detailed reviews here. I like this. Yeah. Um, I love Tackle Warehouse reviews. I always, when I buy stuff. reviews on it too. Holy crap. Dude, like probably about 10% of the time I buy stuff. Probably like 75% of the time. No, I just like buy it. I'm like, this is what I'm getting, right? But then there's a lot of times where I'm like, well, maybe, maybe. And then I read some reviews and I get myself talked in or out of it. So I like them. They're, They're good. Um, anyhow, Kyle, I think this has been a great show, man. I think it has, uh, I, we are going to play this game more. I think, I mean, folks tell us podcast at FLWFishing.com if you hate it, but if you don't hate it, we're going to keep doing it because I yeah. had fun. We'll be a little more prepared. This was, uh, I didn't have as much time to like, you know, dive into it. Maybe we'll have to do it by category because I mean, Goodness oh, gracious. We, we, could, could like, we could do like a whole day on crankbaits or something like that. Yeah. Or like, you know, we could do a reels day or something like that. Yeah. I feel like reels, and I stayed away from rods and reels. I feel like that's really hard. It could be. Uh, but maybe that's what we learn with as we go uh, or we get more experienced at the Tackle Warehouse game. Yeah, yeah. But anyhow, I think it theoretically it's a, very, it's a really good game. Um, folks, thanks for listening. Uh the Costa is coming up. It's uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. It's going to be baller mm-hmm. uh, the week mm-hmm. after that. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. FLW Tour event um, on Grand. Uh, so it's going to be great. Kyle, you're at Kyle Lumber on Instagram. There should be Sturgeons um, approaching your Instagram in not too long. I am yep, hopefully. at Jody Blanco. Uh, based on me fishing around Kentucky Lake, probably there'll be no fish. Because <laughs> uh, I suck. Um, and... Uh, FLW is FLW fishing uh, pretty much everywhere. Mm-hmm. Day five is up. Yeah. Watch it. It's got Brian Latimer and Kyle Wood. Uh, and I've continued my streak of accidentally appearing in videos. <laughs> yeah. You were in this one for like quite some time. Yes. Uh, no speaking role, though, unfortunately. Um, well, there. I mean, you are talking. You just, you're not. Yeah, you just can't out, hear me. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they don't usually give the boat driver a mic. We might have to now, though, at the at the rate you're going. Yeah, now that we're, like, just going cross-boat and all that sort of stuff, we <laughs> might want to add mics. Yeah, or at least, like, uh, a shotgun mic or something that sits on the camera so we can still pick your audio up. Yeah, no, that would be potentially clutch. But either way, it's a good one. Uh, you should watch that. And I guess, uh, Kyle, I guess that'll do it, right? I think so. Uh, oh, what about fancy fishing stuff? Well, Are we doing man, that again for Grand? I don't know. Here's the thing. I haven't gone back and looked at Seminole. Well, we'll get around to it. Yeah. If you know the drill, you know the drill. You can send some picks in. Uh, Begin tempering your expectations, though. Yeah. Um, my fantasy team at the Classic did pretty bad, though, in case you were curious. Hey, remember when you were like, hey, who do you think is going to win? I was like, Ot Defoe. Oh, man, look at that. I mean, wow. it wasn't like a super wild wow, guess. congrats. But, uh, you know, do I get, like, half credit uh, in the Costa uh, challenge thing or something for that? For, you I know, mean, picking the classic winner? No. Didn't okay. you pick 
uh, Ray Hanselman on Amistad? Uh, yes. Yeah, and I just picked Buddy Gross on Chickamauga, so, like, I don't know. I don't feel like picking <laughs> the most obvious favorites. Unless you could pick Tim Klinger and he's, like, back in the pack. He's, like, your second or third pick. Then you can, Ooh, yeah. then you can really get some juice. That's fair. All right. Kyle, What's, congratulations uh, on picking out the foe. It's really meaningful. Um, hey, uh, yeah, it was a really, you know, dark horse pick. Um, Especially with how ugly his rain suit is. Dude, I can't believe he managed <laughs> to catch any fish. Uh, <laughs> that thing looks I, even... I mean, Daryl Davis has an ugly looking rain suit. And that thing, it's the same, it's the same deal, but it's almost worse. And I would never have thought that a gray and brown rain suit would be worse than like a blue and light blue rain suit but it's not good <laughs> i think that's a perfect note to end on <laughs> i mean look i'm sure it keeps them dry probably but gosh come on guys <laughs> get together get get that man well now you know he won the classic so he can afford to buy a rain suit if he wants yeah i don't think he will though i think he's probably now he's like oh this is my lucky rain suit <laughs> i want the classic in it <laughs> I'm just saying, that's where I'd yeah. be. Yeah. I'd wear that rain suit until it uh, until it came to came to pieces, and probably <laughs> still keep wearing it. Yeah, you probably would. Anyhow, congratulations uh, to Ott. Kyle. Congratulations yeah. to you on picking him. That's huge. And uh, uh, congrats to everyone that's going fishing because it's like uh, if you're in the North Country, it's finally warm or getting warmer. So get after it. Yeah, baby. Uh, cool. Uh, with that, I'm going to head north and go catch a sturgeon. See ya.